AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. What up, everybody? How we doing? Me, not so good. I was doing some uh, core exercises, okay? That, um, that stupid, that like roller thing where you like roll out and then you roll back. It's the devil's tool. I say that much. And I did that and now I feel like I broke my neck. Lower neck into shoulder blade. Can't move my neck. I don't know what's happening. I do know what's happening, actually, guys. I am, um, I'm getting old. All right, I'm the wrong set of 30. 37 uh, comes up in a couple of days. And it's whatever, it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I look 37. I think it looks pretty great. But let me tell you something. I feel it. It's happening now. I did the roller exercise and I'm gonna be down for the count for I don't know how long. We've all got our problems, all right? We've all got our trials and tribulations. But there are things that can get our minds off the pain. And one of those things is the show The Hills. It's back, baby. Last night, season two of The Hills' New Beginnings was bestowed upon us by the good folks over at Music Television. And I will say this, it did not disappoint. We got some juicy stuff from Audrina and Brody hooking up. And by the way, they underplayed the whole kissing thing. We'll get into it a little bit later. Sounds like uh, it wasn't just a single, if you know what I mean. Sounds like Brody rounded those bases. I don't know. Anyways, a great episode, not only with the old Audrina and the Brody stuff, but the Brody and Caitlin stuff was great. The Brandon and the love of his life, of whose name I cannot remember, but they seem sweet. Heidi and Spencer, their love story. Spencer and Chicken Pot Pies, their love story. Spencer and Capes, their love story. We've got to break it all down. And I'm very excited to do it because we're going to bring on my favorite person from the cast. He's been on the Wells cast before. Actually, he was on back when it was called the Pratt cast. Jason Waller will be on talking everything from the first episode. And then we have a little treat for you. Julia Porter from Siesta Key is going to be on the show. 
This is a jam-packed episode of the Hillscast, one you do not want to miss. Stick around, guys. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com yeah, back of the Wellscast slash Hillscast. Uh, very excited to have helped me recap episode one of season two of the Hills New Beginnings. Is a guy that we actually had on the show when this was originally the Pratt cast with Stephanie Pratt. And actually, I will say this: I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It was my favorite interview out of anyone we did with the cast because it it actually felt like a a real interview with a person who had issues and problems and was emotional and honest. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I wish more reality TV people were like this. Welcome to the show, Jason Waller. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. Thank you so much uh, for having me again. It's uh, it's great to see you. It has been a long time and I really appreciate the kind words. Uh, I really enjoyed our the last time we all connected and we were able to get pretty open, transparent, vulnerable and have some meaningful conversation, if you will. Yeah, I mean, not to uh, like put down any of the other trials and tribulations of anyone else on the cast, but yours are real life problems, and so I feel like they hold more weight than like um, you know uh, the Brandons of the world, where it's like, man, I'm just too fucking rich, and that's one of my problems is I got to deal with being rich or not rich now, but maybe rich again later. Where you're like. Uh, I have substance abuse issues like a lot of the people in the country. It's like this weird ju- juxtaposition between your character or who you are and then a lot of the other um, people on the show. Do you feel that way where sometimes you're like, we are not on the same like wavelength of issues? Well, no, I think really what it comes down to is 
like everybody's got their own trials and tribulations, right? But I think that's what I love about ours and, and Ashley, myself and Ashley's story is that we're able to be really true to who we are and, you know, what we go through. It makes it very authentic for us because one is not only are we really going through these issues, but also I know a very large portion of society is going through them. So I think there's a lot of relatability and connectivity with that. Uh, so, I mean, so while we're doing this, not only is it helping ourselves, but hopefully people are feeling that they can relate. Uh, and it, it gives us motivation, man. That's why, that's why we're doing this show is the real reason behind it is because there is a lot of people that are out there that are struggling. There's a lot of people that don't have a direction. There's a lot of people that don't know what to do. Um, and we hope to, to be, to shed some light on that at least, you know, and again, we're not perfect by any means. We're not saying, Hey, what we're doing is the way to do it. It's it's, we've gone through these things. We have no shame and what we've experienced because we've also got, we are experiencing the other side of it today. We're actually really able to experience you know, the, the, the beauty of the, the hard work that we put towards that, not only for myself, man, you also have to remember with Ashley, she is, is a, a very heavy codependent. I mean, you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again is wherever there's an alcoholic or an addict, there's a codependent that is just as sick, if not sicker than the addict themselves. And, and that's where Ashley and I's relationship was so toxic. And for us to be able to walk through that and share that, yeah, it's very, it's at, at first it's hard and uncomfortable, but to also be able to look back now and go, man, we've really made progress. Like it's, it feels good. Yeah. And at the, uh, at the end of our conversation, I want to go through kind of um, all the, the, um, the people that you work with and the programs that you're affiliated with actually help people through these things. Cause I remember we talked about it kind of a, a lot last time you were on and I was like, wow, this guy not only talks to talk, but he's walking in as well. And I really did appreciate that. Um, just right off the bat, I thought I thought the show seemed a lot more, for lack of a better word, authentic yesterday or last night right. than it did all of the last season. What are your thoughts as someone who's just kind of, you know, a part of the zeitgeist of the hills? I personally, I think this season is much better than last season. I mean, I feel like, again, as when we were redoing the, the show originally, it was like everybody getting back together for the first time. There was, you know, it was awkward. I mean, nobody really knew each other, like the depths that they did prior and coming back. I mean, this last year, especially since we had time pre COVID and then we stopped shooting. So some of us stayed in touch. So we really developed relationships. So we got to know one another at a deeper level. So it made it much more authentic. And I, like I said, I mean, I really think this season is a hundred times better than last season because the dynamics are real. You got to really get into people's, you know, you get to see people for what, who they are and what they are. And you develop relationships and connectivity with the people that you, you want to surround yourself with. And you, the ones you don't, you can see where that really comes to, comes to conflict and, uh, a lot of people pulled back, pulled back the, they didn't pull back the punches this time. Yeah. Which I think is the hallmark of a good reality show is, is believability. And I do think that that's what it seemed like a little bit where they were like, ah, where you guys were all like last season, it seems like we were, we were holding back a little bit. And at least just in this first episode, we got a lot of really good stuff. I wanted to kind of go through the episode with you and just get your hot takes on everything. And then I can give you mine as well. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I would love to ask you real quick. What was, what was your overall thought of the show just in general though? I mean, if you were compared to last season, just as, as a package. So last season I was confused because there were some things that I felt were clunky or inauthentic. I thought Misha was one of those things and it just seemed like it was a name that we were throwing out to get people to watch. And I don't think 
the show needed that. You know, the show is really you guys. You know, it's Brody, it's it's you, it's it's Adrena. Um, for lack, you know, it it's Kristen. Apparently, you know, it's it's all those people. And and so once we kind of it was kind of boiled back down to that. Um, it felt better for me. And I think that first scene of everyone coming to Brody's house, um, this weird like homecoming that you guys had seemed really real this time. Um, and like everything about it seemed real. Like, uh, like Adrena coming and, and, uh, being, I don't know, a little like nervous and she's got kind of like this nervous energy. Um, Spencer coming, wearing a cape, like all these things. I was like, yep, this all (laughs) checks out for me. You bring up a very valid point though, is because that's the cool thing about this is actually seeing that the burial. And I wish there was more because there was so much, like there's so much authenticity, even from Frankie and Jen, uh, and, you know, and some of the other people that went that we didn't get to see even Ashley and everything that she was going through, but that's kind of the, that was really what sets the precedent for the show is everything that they were talking about, like all the things that went into the box and stuff were really what people were working on. It wasn't just like a, a flash in the past. Let's just do this to get the scene over with. It was like, this is what really sets the tone for the show moving forward. So it, the fact that it came off authentic and the fact that it was authentic is I see a win-win. Yeah. The, the first thing we kind of learn about and we talk about on the show is Audrina and Brody kind of coming to this, I don't know, confession moment of like they kissed or whatnot. Um, and this is just coming as an outsider watching the show. It sounds like they did a whole lot more than just make out. It sounds like they she slept over. And when I hear sleep over, I think they're going to pound town population Audrina and Brody. <laughs> Is, is, am I reading that wrong? Dude, I, I mean, that's how I read it, bro. I, I guess you got to leave it to the imagination here. But I mean, I don't know how many times you stay at a friend's, you know, a friend's house and sleep over and have long nights without just uh, more than a kiss happening. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, I, I have my own belief system. But, you know, it's I guess leave it up to everybody to make their own decision on that one. Yeah, I, I like the idea of, uh, you know, of kind of like burying all your your old or, you know, the things in your past that you want to to leave behind and then, you know, starting anew. Um, I love yours because I think yours was very real and vulnerable and relatable, which was um, the pill bottle of Adderall. Were you thinking of doing something else or was it always going to be that? No, I mean, dude, I went back. I mean, I went back and forth. I mean, it was all related into the the addiction stuff. I mean, I think that was, you know, the, the one that really tore me down the most, even more than alcohol was when I relapsed on Adderall after all that time of sobriety. Uh, Cause you gotta remember I had five years of sobriety. My original sobriety date was July 23rd, 2010. Um, and after acquiring all that time, I mean, the thing that really took me out wasn't alcohol, it was Adderall. And it took me four years to acquire a year of sobriety again. I mean, that's, and it opened up other addictions that I didn't even know I had body imaging stuff. And it took, it took me to a place of a gam- like obsessive gambling, which we talked about last, last time. I mean, there was just so many downfalls with that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that everything happened because it helped me do a lot deeper dive in a, a, a much more in-depth search of myself. 
uh, you know, compared to just dealing with the alcohol, because those things were technically under underlying that I never really dealt with. And it gave me that opportunity to do that. But today, man, I can tell you, uh, I'm in one of the probably the best place I've ever been in my entire life. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier where a lot of people were cut out of what they buried. What did your what did your wife bury? Because I feel like that wasn't in there. Yeah, it wasn't. And uh, I think that was, again, going along with my addiction and, and her codependency, she threw in actually a remote control. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to let go of control, like literally because a codependent's whole thing is they dictate their happiness and their well-being on other people's emotion. And she wanted to be able to let go of the controlling factor that she she likes to put on situations to try to get make herself feel better. And it was a very it was a very personal thing. And I, you know, just to uh, to Jen and Frankie's, you know, Frankie had a, a real uh, amazing storyline, which I hope pans out, you know, around, you know, the pandemic hits, bro. And this guy's whole life is based around nightlife. And I mean, he built a, 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 a massive business around that. And then overnight, boom, dude, gone. So what does this guy do to pivot? And there was a lot of, again, I don't want to say too much because I don't know what's going to come out, but it was like the hearing his wife and hearing, you know, the transition was, was very, very powerful. Yeah. It was emotional too, man. I mean, she threw in a clock and, you know, wanting, she, she threw a clock in and, and was, you know, didn't want to deal with the late nights anymore. It was, it was something that was, especially knowing them and knowing their family, it was like, it hit home. Yeah, it's too bad that that wasn't in there. I mean, you could have replaced, I feel like, Justin Bobby's with that one because Justin Bobby's, but also maybe was the most Justin Bobby thing ever, which was like, I'm just, I don't want to be tied down and I want to continue to travel the world. And it's like, dude, you've been living in Mexico. This and what are you talking? You haven't been tied down. <laughs> like, right. I love, yeah, dude. By the way, he, it's kind of contradicting a little bit. He, but he is my favorite person because I think that. For as like bonkers as he is, I think he is the most self-aware. He's just like, I love who I am and I want to continue to keep on being me because, and I, I gotta, I gotta do me. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this much, man, is this season, I got, I got very close with Justin, uh, out of all people. I, I love the dude and you will find out why Justin is the way he is this season. It took me 14 years in this last season, I learned more about Justin than I've known in the last 15, 14, 15 years of knowing him. Uh, and it's it's crazy to hear and see what he's experienced in his life because I'm always like, dude, where does this Jack Sparrow guy come yeah. from? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have a pretty good read on, like, who I can connect with and who I – like, where is this, you know, just fly by night, kind of like on his pirate ship? And, <laughs> and you know, and then you really get a good understanding of, like, wow, dude, I mean – it would be nice to, again, you got to connect with somebody to be able to have that, you know, vulnerability with them. And uh, he just blew me away. I mean, it was just like, wow, man, like you've experienced a lot of sh a lot. Yeah. And he opened up about it, dude, this year. It's a different side. I think his storyline is going to be one of the best. Yeah, I believe that. And, I, and I'm not saying it like condescendingly. He, it, I, He's one of my favorite people to watch on the show just because I'm like, I, I could never be you. But I would love to be to be like you, but I could never do it because of like taxes and like a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> uh, but he is he is probably he is the most self-aware person on the show. I mean, he is so in tune with uh, and, and it's almost to a point of like I kind of envy it to, you know, to a degree. He's just so in touch um, and he really knows what he wants, you know, but it's it's. You'll see why it's unraveled the way it did, though. 
Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. Uh, we'll keep on like kind of going through the episode. Um, oh, my, my favorite thing was was Spencer's cape that he was wearing. And like, was he hiding the chicken pot pie in the cape the entire time? Were there multiple chicken pot pies? Where did that come from? Dude, I mean, the best part is even after the, you know, after it cut, after he took a bite and put it back in there, he went back in again yeah, and took did. another bite. So they left that part out, dude. But it, he, he, he loves those chicken pot pies, man. Yeah, say what you want about Spencer. The kid knows how to make some reality TV. I'll give him that. Um, okay, so we have to go over to yeah. Caitlin and Brody hanging out at their house. There were just some things that I just thought was kind of interesting. They wouldn't mention, like, the, 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 she who shall not be named. Everyone knows they're talking about Miley Cyrus, but they're not, they don't want to say it. But, uh, okay, I get it. My favorite thing. Don't you like, don't you like how her song, don't you like how her song came on right after? Mm hmm. Real, like, I was like, this is beautiful. And also, you have to remember, I do another show with Miley's sister. So I'm just sitting there being like, can't wait to talk to Brandy about this one. This is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> so the, my favorite part of that, and I don't know if I have anything to, like, any opinion about it, just my favorite part where he was like, I was just so caught off guard by the lesbian stuff. And you're like, wait, hold on. The whole dialogue last year, from what I remember, was that you guys were swingers, which I assume means that there was multiple women involved in the bed. Like, so what are you, what are you talking about right now? That just was my takeaway. Right. No, I mean, I think it was kind of a shock to all of us. And I think Brody even kind of addressed that. Like, I mean, I think actually Caitlin addressed that, you know, and, and a, I don't know if you caught that. She's kind of like, uh, we kind of experimented in that other area. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't know this whole other thing. So it was, it was a little, it was, it was shocking to us that it kind of came more of, it was, it was shocking to us that it was a shock to him. Yeah. I do feel bad. I feel for Caitlin because, you know, in that scene, she's like, I wish that you kind of had like reset your life when we were together. So we were able to have these conversations, these kind of lucid, real, honest conversations back then. Things might have been different. And the whole time I just kept thinking, is she that woman who still really wants to be with him? Like it's I was wondering, like, it seems like he has definitely moved on. Uh, <clears throat> Audrina. Um, but like, it seems like she kind of, I don't know, still pines for that. D do you get that vibe or no? No, I mean, it, it did. It was look, it was it was very like I'm on the same page you are. I mean, to see her state what she stated and the fact that they were able to have these very, very raw and transparent conversations in a in a very sober environment. And it's, you know, from her, from the way she made it you know seem and sound is that they weren't able to really ever have these conversations until now because Brody really had a, a cool journey with, you know, uh, getting rid of alcohol and you got to see a, a really great side to this guy and a very, uh, a very raw, raw Brody this year, which is another cool factor and a facet to the show. But I mean, I, I felt for Caitlin because it was almost kind of like, this is what she was longing for. Even if they didn't, even if they didn't make it, you know, it was just more of being able to have that closure in the context of the relationship, if that makes sense, you know, and uh, it, it was, you know, I felt bad for her. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I and I think that that is probably how the entire audience felt about. It. At least that's how I feel like it was edited to towards that. I will say this though, Brody does look really good. You, it, it's very interesting when you see someone who cleans themselves their, their act up a little bit and like how that looks on their face. Uh, he, I mean, he looks thinner and healthier. And um, anyways, a weird side plot. But I yeah, just, no, uh, dude, look. 
No, it's, 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 it, but it's important to talk about because I think that's the thing with him is, I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I mean, Brody, Brody was, uh, you know, when he was on this journey of, of, you know, self-discovery, I mean, he, he is, he, it, 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 it showed in all areas, you know, not this, not only physically, but like I said, mentally, emotionally, I mean, he, he uh, you, you could see the change and he was, he doing well, you know? The next two scenes I thought are, they were silly because they aren't, to me, unrealistic, but maybe I'm wrong. The next scene was that, like, Audrina goes over to Heidi to, like, get ready for a date, which I don't feel like anyone does that. They're not like, I'm going on a blind date, and I'm coming over, and I'm going to show you some outfits, and we're going to have some champagne. I don't think that's how that works. I mean, I think anything's possible with yeah. Heidi and Spencer, you know? I mean, how they do an introduction with somebody. I mean, it's it, it seems a little out of context, but, I mean, the fact that they were the ones setting up the, the blind date, uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, it... it I, I, I wouldn't be going over to my buddy's house, uh, you know, to, 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 to get ready and talk about it. I don't know. Maybe it's a girl thing. Yeah, maybe so. And then the, maybe it's a guy thing. The next scene is Brody Brandon and Justin painting Brody's wall, which, by the way, the biggest <laughs> asshole move ever. If you ever ask me to come over and paint at your house, we are no longer friends. This dude. is over. Right. Yeah. Right. Dude, I. I mean, that was, I was, I thought, you know, it's funny is I, I get that, but I actually thought that was a good scene. I mean, yeah. you got to see Brandon in a very, I mean, I, I died laughing when Brandon said I've never picked up a paint roller yeah. or I've never painted a wall, which was, which was great. But I mean, I thought that was a good scene for Brandon to be able to kind of transition to end into that relationship that he was, you know, getting committed to, but, uh, Paint in the garage was definitely uh, something I didn't see coming. Yeah, two things. Brandon's saying he never has painted anything in his life. And then in his next scene where he sets up the, the like, really cool date on top of the mountain, uh, he's wearing pants that have paint, like, like artistic paint, like, on it, you know? Or I was like, what? Okay. But anyways, I do love that he, like, bore his soul about the love of his life and how he really wants to, like, be a better man and settle down. To the one guy who I feel like can't relate to that at all in Justin Bobby. Justin Bobby's just like, huh? Huh? Yeah? Okay. I don't know, man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but I think it goes back to that awareness that Justin's got, right? He's a good listener. Yeah. You know, for for, for JP to get, he was looking for some of those uh, words of wisdom from Justin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I, I did. I like that scene, but it's like. It's kind of similar to like when your friends ask you to help them move and you're like, oh, dude, really? I mean, I realize we need things to like set up things, but I'd be like, we're painting. Why can't we do what Spencer and Heidi do, which is just like get champagne and we just hang out. That seems that seems more my speed, guys. Right. Right. I did. I. Hey, I think that you gotta you gotta lay some of that stuff up for it to, to get some of that juicy content. I get it. Um, so going on to the, to the next part of the show, this is where I listen. I understand we have to we have to involve like you know third parties and people that haven't been a part of the show, but it's where um, when you have never done a reality show, it shows on TV really, really unfortunately poorly. And that's Audrina going on this date with Rod Stewart's kid or something. Cause the poor guy was shaking in the wind like a fucking leaf. Dude, I felt really, really, you could tell he was just so scared. It was, 
it was a it was an awkward scene i mean i i again is knowing the guy he's actually very very funny he's very like outlandish and stuff but from your perspective what was your take as a viewer you know not knowing him in in the context of what we do i'm curious well so i looked at it from the complete d different view because now i look at things through production and i could see what the camera guy was doing and they and i could see that they kind of cut away from it because they didn't really want to celebrate it a lot but the camera guy kept trying to focus in on him like pouring glass and hold pouring water and like holding the glass because you could see it was really shaking in his hand and i'm sure the camera guy thought like oh my god this is great but then I'm sure, like, in post, they were like, we can't just drag Rod Stewart's kid like this. So, like, we got to cut it a little bit. But I thought he did a good, like, I thought it was, it was good. Because I think that they're both kind of dorky. Uh, like, I, I think Audrina's a really sweet, really sweet woman. But I think she is kind of a nerd. And I think that guy's kind of a nerd. And then they kind of nerded out together. And it actually ended up being really cute. But it was... It was very fun. Like, on The Bachelor, what would have happened there that, like, I wish that MTV would have would have really, really kind of, like, embraced was the, that's when the when they would play the awkward music. And you know, it's like, it makes it so much worse, too. You know, like the carnival music. We're just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> this poor guy. Or the, or the crickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I... And that it's it, uh, he's another piece of the show that it, it he is he's a character dude he's he's a trip it's it's fun to watch him as the season goes on uh you're in for a ride yeah like i saw so i saw like in the in the, the teaser for next episode he's back and he like goes in for a kiss and that seems awkward but like just maybe like very apropos for like their relationship anyways yeah i'm i'm excited for him to, to blossom and I really hope like Rod Stewart somehow gets brought into the show I know you can't say anything but I would really I'd really like that and then I do hope that MTV plays like Maggie May one episode and that would just really mwah, be beautiful alright I, hey anything's possible man um, I really like so Brandon was another one of those uh, guys from season one uh, of of or at least last season, um, the reboot that I was like confused by. I was like, "You're not part of the original cast." It seems like kind of a name you're throwing in there to get people excited about the show, and this opens doors for Pam and Tommy to somehow get on, which I get from like a producer standpoint. But um, having Brandon, uh, his character arc is starting to like lure me in, and I really did like what he did last night. I thought it was really cute and. It seemed really authentic. My only thought is like him worrying about money so much and like bearing the $100 bill and having a lot of money and now not having a lot of money. It's like, hey, bro, dude, just sell the Porsche or the Range Rover. Like just make a decision and you, then that's some money right there. That's just, That was my thought. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'll say this. I mean, Brandon, I've got to know Brandon a lot over this. He's actually one of the guys I've gotten the closest with over the show. I think it's it's understanding, keeping in mind, he, he is still really young, but also... You know, I look at it from, I give him a lot of respect. I mean, a guy that's, you know, lives a life in recovery and, and having the parents that he did who are icons, you know, to kind of still have the stability that he does is, is very respectable. I mean, there, you know, there's moments with Brandon where it's like, <laughs> come on, bro. But it's also when you kind of look back at where he's at and what he's been able to accomplish, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty incredible, you know I mean? And that's, and I, and me and him, like, he's probably one of my favorite dudes on the show. Uh, we've got, we, we golf a ton together. 
Um, and you know, he, he's, he's got a heart of gold and I think he's just still in the, he's still in the discovery phase, you know I mean? He's young and I think bringing him on, whereas he was friends with Brody, he was friends with some of the other cast, but I think it was trying to bring on like a, a younger face to kind of get some of the old elements of the show back. Um, you know, I, I see what you're saying from the initial piece, but I think that he is, uh, I think he's, he's one of the breakout guys. I think he's going to, you know, he's really going to have a, a great storyline this year. Yeah, I'm excited. And, uh, it was the, the date was really, really cute. Like the whole thing, it was either, it was either I'm going to kidnap you, um, and you're not safe or like, this is going to be really, really cute. And like the, the blindfold's a good thing, but, uh, he, no, he's a really like, like a romantic, like, I know he said it multiple times, but dude, like he was, he's in love with this chick. Yeah. Like fully, like he's fully committed. And I mean, you can see, you know, even when they, I mean, there's obviously bouts just on and off camera when they had, you know, their, their moments and it really messed him up, you know? So, uh, it is, is his heart's in the right place. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um, and then kind of the last scene is Heidi and Spencer having this baby talk, which, um, so like it's, just hilarious to me because it's such good, like comic relief stuff of like him eating the pot pie thing, like completely like has not given up the pot pie a situation. He's spilling it all over himself. And then Heidi like getting all dolled up and he's just like, all right, here we go. And here's the thing that like was, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but was relatable in my relationship um, that they were doing last night. She was having a full on breakdown and he was just sitting there staring at her. And like, I now know from being in trouble for this, um, that like when that happens, like he needed to like embrace her and be like, babe, it's going to be okay. And like, yes, we're going to have another kid. And like, you know, like make her feel better. And he's just sitting there eating the pot pie being like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, yes. And I've learned that firsthand, especially with Ashley being, being pregnant i mean dude it's one thing to to get pregnant but also the hormones and stuff are so real when a girl is pregnant and yes to be able to embrace and support and uh show the love and compassion is is it's a must a hundred percent yeah i guess if he did like embrace her and like calm her nerves and uh and make her feel better it would be out of character and then it would have been in a confusing scene very out of character yeah it actually like really tracked perfectly but it was just kind of uh like a funny, it was a really nice, it was, oh God, I, I just, I look at it through like creating the show. It was a really nice bow because you, you opened with this pot pie thing and then you have the callback at the end. And then it's just like, here we go going forward. And obviously the preview of what's to come, um, Kristen's back, which I think everyone is, is really excited about. Um, it looks like Brody and Audrina hook up again, I guess. And then there's obviously going to be drama with Brody and, um, and Caitlin. What are you the most excited about, um, for this season going forward? Obviously you can't say too much, but vaguely, what are you pumped for? Uh, and I, I don't want to repeat myself or sound redundant, but I think I'm really excited for people to get to know everybody at a different level than they did this last season that we had. Uh, You're going to see, you know, everybody goes through their own trials and tribulations. Obviously the whole world was in a very weird place when we were shooting this show. You're going to see a lot of, you know, you're going to see a lot of um, setbacks that turn into comebacks. You're going to see a lot of, you know, you're going to see a lot of real raw emotion come out from, you know, each other individuals. I mean, there's, 
there's parts uh, that were, there's very, there's very uh, hurtful parts of part process of the show, like that error that we walked through personally, um, you know, and, and so you're going to get to experience that. And I think it's, it's to, it's going to bring people back in an element where you're going to be able to identify with one, one form or another to, to the cast. And I think that's going to really carry it on versus kind of it, everybody being thrown together. Let's kind of see where we fit. Everybody really takes lane and everybody walks through something differently this year, you know? And I think that's, what's going to be the real, the real catch here, uh, especially as we are, you know, exiting this, this pandemic or however you want to look at it. I think it's uh, a lot of people had to make some major changes in their lives. Uh, speaking of making changes in your life, and I could be wrong, but I feel like on some teaser I watched, there is some hint uh, or some allegation that Spencer says that you relapsed, but you didn't. Is that, did I see that right? Or am I making that up? No, you did. You did see that. You did see that. And, and I, I will say this again, is, is how it plays out is, uh, is, is very, very interesting. You know, especially having somebody last season that walked through everything that I went through, Heidi, who knows my whole history and everything that I've experienced over the course of time. I mean, I lived with Heidi back in the day, you know, when, when back in the day with Lauren and stuff, and she knew all my trials and tribulations. And, uh, you know, I got very open with, with, with Spencer over last season about what I went through and to have the, the, the audacity to, you know, pull those things out. It was, it was just very hurtful and very disrespectful. And, one thing I got thick skin, dude, I've lived through a lot. I mean, it's, it takes a lot for you to piss me off. I mean, it, it, a lot of stuff rolls off my shoulders, but when you come to my family or my sobriety, those are two lines you don't cross. Uh, and it's something that I, I hold very near and dear to my heart. My addiction isn't like, oh, I, you know, I drank here and there. I mean, this stuff, it, it takes a hold of my life and it brings me to suicide. It brings me, I mean, I, I don't just lose myself, dude. I lose everything around me. I lose my friends. I lose my family. Like I've seen it happen before. And it's, 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 it's the, it is the crux of, of, of the life I live today and we're coming. I mean, it's, it's, it's imperative to the, to, to me living is my sobriety. And so it's something I take a lot, a lot of pride in. Um, and, and I think a lot of people should, and I think it's just, it was the timing of it. It just couldn't be worse. I mean, look at, look at 300% is, is, uh, as increased with suicides, with overdoses. I mean, the, just the, the timing too was, was horrible. To bring up stuff around people's sobriety in such a, a, a devastating time. This is the only disease that has been on a steady incline with the amount of deaths increasing by 20% every year with a steady decline of the amount of success. This is the leading cause of death in America for 50-year-old individuals and younger. I mean, when you look at that and you have, you just want to, you want to clown with something like that, it's bullshit. You know what I mean? And you want to, I mean, when it comes to, it's like making fun of somebody with cancer, you know, and, and that's, it's, it's not a, it's not okay. It's not acceptable and it's not cool. Um, and, and you'll see that we don't take that lightly. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. And I totally agree with you. You know, I, I think that as I kind of try to break down the Heidi and Spencer of it all, you know, for the truth of the matter is it's hard to be filled. It's hard to be kind of entrenched in the drama when you're kind of married with a kid and like everything's kind of normal. And it seems like now he still wants to be the pot stirrer, but he's not really in the soup anymore. Um, and it's one thing to be like, I heard you made out with Brody. It's a whole nother thing to say something like that to you. And in his mind, he might think of those things as, as parallel, but, um, obviously I think for him, for him, but also for the audience, especially everyone needs to know that those things are not 
parallel. They are completely different and they need to be treated differently as such. So I'm glad to hear that at least you- well, and, and, I would, and, I, and I would give validation to that for sure. And uh, what you're saying, I 100% agree with, but the fact is keep in mind, I've had very open and transparent conversations with him on camera last season that came out mm -hmm. to know what I struggled with. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like there, he, and I was very real with him. You know what I mean? So he knows- you know, the, the, what I really go through and where, where my addiction takes me. Uh, so it's like, yeah, not only are those not, you know, even in the same lines or even in the same atmosphere, dude, uh, it's the fact that he also knew what he knew, uh, to, to say those things. It's just, it's digging where it, it's, it's below the belt stuff. Yeah. Well, man, I love talking with you because of your honesty, your vulnerability. And then also, like I said earlier, that you, you know, you talk the talk, but you also walk the walk and um, you work with a lot of programs trying to help this, you know, this, this epidemic that's happening in our society. So tell everyone out there um, the work that you're doing and, and how you can help them and they can help themselves. Yeah. So one of the main things I'm really focusing on is, I mean, I, I serve on the board for the Los Angeles mission. Still, I am the co-chair now of the Red Songbird Foundation, which we have created the most safe and trusted resource for anybody that is struggling with mental health, substance abuse, uh, or trauma. It's a place that you can come and get educated on. How do you know if you struggle with substance abuse? How do you know you struggle with trauma? How do you know you struggle with mental health? Uh, to get you ed educated. And then we also provide cash scholarships. We've given away over a million dollars in scholarships in the last year. Uh, we have, uh, three clients that have currently just received scholarships right now that are in treatment, getting help. And we are a, a, a place for you to come to, uh, you know, to, that there is no judgment. It's, there's no shame, no guilt, uh, and to try to get you on the right track. You know, we're really there for people that don't have the means to get the help that they need. And we try to help foster that. Um, we have many amazing events going on. We have speaking engagements, seminars, uh, and really just trying to be a resource and a tool for people because there's so much negative connotation with the treatment industry. And look, treatment does work and recovery as possible, but it's very important that you get properly educated and get to a place that is really going to foster the needs for you. Um, there is no one-stop shop. There is no cookie cutter. This is a very, very multifaceted disease. Uh, so we, we pride ourselves on, on just being, being the go-to help, help source uh, when you're struggling. And uh, I utilize my platform on a daily uh, to try to inspire and give people hope that there's a better way. And then the main thing I'm really passionate about right now is Ashley and I's uh, Jaws Diaries that we just kicked off the second season of. So last year we started Jaws, which is really encompassing uh, our storyline last season, talking about recovery, codependency. So many people were asking us questions, you know, on a daily, like, hey, my husband's struggling, my wife, my daughter, you know, what do we do? And we couldn't get back to all these people. So we said, hey, let's do a show that's really going to walk through on a weekly basis of what both of us go through from the alcoholic and the codependent until I hit a year of one, uh, one year of sobriety. And I ended up getting a year of sobriety through that show. And now we're going to talk more about, you know, the continuation of recovery. So we went through the first stages of it. Now we're in the second stages. So Ash and I really share our journey and we have professionals coming on this year to help us with situations that we run into. And, uh, it's something that we're just really, really passionate about. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. We love doing it. So if people want to, uh, connect where they go. Instagram, Jason Waller, uh, you know, or, or check us out on our, our YouTube show. It's Jaws Diaries, which is Jason and Ashley Waller, um, or Red Songbird uh, Foundation.org is if you guys are needing help, check us out there and we'd be happy to, to try to put you uh, on the right track. Jason, man, I love you, dude. It's always fun talking with you. Um, listen, everyone out there, if you are struggling, you know, reach out, go, go follow Jason and, um, and yeah, you know, reach out for help. 
Love you on the show, man. I do hope that there's more of you because I do think you're the most the most compelling character on this whole thing. Uh, so I hope there's a lot more of you. Fingers crossed for that. Uh, continued success, and let's go play golf, dude. I'm I'm an avid golfer. I'll go play golf with you guys. Let's go play, man. I'll, I'll shoot you a text. Let's set something up. I'm always up there. I play at Sherwood all the time, or if you want to come down here, we play Big Canyon or Pelican or something, and you know, we got to get the get the girls together too. We got to just hang out, do dinner or something. Absolutely. I'm ready, man. Now that we're all vaxxed and relaxed, let's do it. Uh, Jason Waller, you are the man. Obviously, the Hills, uh, Wednesday night, MTV. Um, keep it up, man. Let's keep in touch. Thanks, Wells. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. You too, man. Freaking love Jason Waller. That guy's awesome. He's so real. He's let me just vent about the show and like gave his honest opinion. Um, and then all the work he's doing, it's just, it's amazing. That dude freaking rocks, man. And I swear to God, I'm going to write a very strongly worded email to Viacom if they don't give him some more airtime because I need some more of that guy uh, on my Wednesday nights on the hills. All right, hey, we got a nice little surprise for you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, what I consider the star of Siesta Key will be on the Hills cast. I'm telling you guys, you do not want to miss this. Stick around. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all right back on hills cast uh very excited to see uh a star from another reality show from mtv it's uh juliet porter from siesta key how you doing good thanks for having me uh, i'm pumped to have you on um i've obviously seen you on my television a lot and we have a weird connection i don't know if you know it I I actually think I do know it. Um, were you on JoJo's season? Am I right? I was. Okay, I, I'm right. I was like, oh, I hope I got the right one. Um, so you know Robbie. 
I do know Robbie. I uh, spent a lot of time with him. And um, I remember, I guess it was a couple years ago where I was I was working for Good Morning America doing a segment for them. And I would walk out of GMA every day and I'd see his stupid face on like all the big billboards next to you with the Siesta Key logo. And I remember texting being like, you asshole. So anyways, you dated him on the show, right? How was that experience? It was good. Um, it was like, it was so, it was a lot in a very short period of time. Um, I mean, we dated for like, I don't know, two months maybe. And we went to Greece within like the first two weeks of our relationship. Um, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. And then I, uh, I was like, all right, time to get back to reality. And it just, it just didn't work out. Just didn't work out. <laughs> well, I've heard that story a lot with Robbie, but um, and listen, I'm glad you guys had fun while it lasted. Uh, season four of Siesta Key back on MTV. Um, are you excited about this season? Are you nervous? Like, what are your feelings about it going in? Um, you know, I'm always, I'm excited and nervous pretty much every season. I mean, you, you can relate. Like, being on TV is kind of scary, especially when it's you and you're not playing a part, you know? So I'm excited. This season's, this season's very different from the last seasons, um, but we still have a lot of drama and it's always uncomfortable to open up that way, but I'm getting used to it. This is like my, this is my fourth season, but it's really more like seven seasons because we do like half seasons. So, um, you know, I, I just, I let it, I just let it happen. I just let myself feel that anxiety and, and run with it. <laughs> How does your family deal with all of it? Cause I remember when I, uh, when I was on like that side of it, the anxiety that like my mother had, uh, going into seasons was, was, was pretty, um, was pretty palpable. Like how, how are, how is your family dealing with all this? Um, at this point they're used to it, yeah. but I remember when I first started, my mom was like, oh, I don't think you're built for this. I don't think you can, you know, handle this kind of lifestyle. And my dad was like, do it. Why not? See what happens. This could be a huge opportunity, which of course it was. And I'm very thankful, but, um, yeah, they, I kind of tell them not to watch, but I know they're going to do it anyway. My, my boyfriend's family watches all the time and I'll walk in and they're watching it. I'm like, Oh, gotta go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, like, hey, maybe don't watch the next scene and then we'll be good. Just don't worry about that. Let's all go get a drink or something. Um, yeah, I know. Especially like my friend, my boyfriend's family, they're like watching me make out with their son. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of like the big storyline um, is is your feud uh, with uh, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. How real is this? It's, it's completely real. Yeah. I don't do the fake. I don't, I think that's, I just don't like being fake. And I also am not good at it. I'm like a horrible liar anyway. Um, so it's completely real. Her and I, we live together and, you know, she really did last year. She took my boyfriend to lunch, told him I'm a gold digger, told him I don't really care about him. I'm still in love with my ex, you know, the whole nine yards that really happened. And then from there, you know, we both really started bikini lines and mine's called jump the label, subtle plug, um, check it out on Instagram. 
And, um, you know, that was interesting for us because we were best friends and now we're sort of in competition because we're in the same, you know, we're on the same television show. So you could see how our fans are going to, you know, maybe pick one or the other or compare the two. And it just, it caused so much tension and a lot of, a lot of stuff happens in season four. So yeah, our feud is definitely real though. Well, you just said a lot of stuff has happened since uh, season four. Um, so then what are we in for? Like, what are we going to see? And what, this is my other, this is my other uh, question for you. Cause you're not in edit base. You're not seeing how this is all being chopped together, but you have a, you have a sense and a feeling of what the show is going to look like and who the audience is going to love and who's the audience is going to hate. Uh, do you think they're going to take your side or hers? So it's really difficult because in the past when I do things wrong, I, I'm like, oh God, everyone's going to hate me. Everyone's going to think I'm a monster. And people tend to take my side because when I make mistakes, I, I come from a place of realness and, you know, I'm, it's because I'm very hurt. So it's not like I just do things in, with malicious intent. So I think a lot of times people kind of see where I'm coming from. And although I don't necessarily make the right decisions, um, they're apparently they're very valid to some people. And I mean, I obviously think some of my decisions are valid. Um, sometimes I'm definitely wrong, but I think what's cool about the show is, especially when you're real like me, I try to be completely authentically myself. People see that and, you know, they have empathy for that. So, um, I mean, I don't know. When it comes between Kelsey and I, people are definitely going to pick sides, but all I can do is just like, it's already been filmed. So like you said, I don't get to see the edits unless I like cry and like force them to show yeah. me, which is like, it, it's happened before. <laughs> it's definitely happened. I have threatened to quit. I said, if you don't show me this scene, I will literally never film a scene again. And they're like, oh, fine. And that's like not, that's, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying that, but whatever. <laughs> Well, no, the same thing is, it's the same for The Bachelor. Like, if you freak out, they'll be like, all right, we'll let you see it. Um, but whatever. Um, I do think, I think that's, I think that's funny because it's true. Um, in terms of like the, the rest of the show, like what can people expect? Like what, what are you excited for people to see on Siesta Key? Um, I'm excited for people to see my, my journey with starting my own business and, you know, how I kind of transform from being like, the young immature girl who just graduated college into becoming an adult. Um, me finally having a good boyfriend because I've had some shitty ones in the past. Robbie. And um, we, we go to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ultimately go to an island to get away from, you know, Corona and it's just safer. And so we're all together. So that's going to cause a lot of turmoil. And um, a lot of stuff goes down when we're all stuck on an island in the middle of the Grenadines together. So um, that's going to be really crazy to see. And I think that's where like a lot of stuff happens. Like the majority of all of our craziness really happens on that island. So I'm excited for people to see that. I'm also nervous, but it's going to be really entertaining. Very cool. Last question. Who's got the better swimsuit line and why? Oh, uh, I, I do not want to be the type of girl that's going to put others down, but obviously the answer is me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but why is your, why? So I, you know, I, have, um, I have a fiance who wears bikinis when we go out. Why, why should she, I want you to pitch this to me. Why should she um, choose your bikini? Okay, okay. 
Oh my God. First of all, I love your fiance. Um, so my bikinis are sustainable. We recycle upcycle, which means we use um, fabrics from other bikini lines that are kind of wasting them. We want to have a positive impact on the environment. They're also made in Bali and all of our manufacturers are women, mostly, mostly like most of them are. Um, and you know, they're amazing designs and I've put a lot of hard work and effort into it. So I hope she likes it. I like it. So where, uh, where do people go to pick up, um, obviously the better of the two swimsuit lines? It's called jump the label JMP, the label on Instagram. And yeah, you can follow, if you follow me, Juliet Porter, you'll find it from there. Siesta Key is back Wednesdays um, on MTV. Juliet, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been wonderful catching up with you. And I will say this: I've been, I've done more reality TV shows than than you have, and you've got it right. People who are honest and are real and authentic always look good because people can relate to real and honest and authentic people that look fake look like liars and people can't relate to that. And that's why they always look like assholes because they are. So keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. See you, dude. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.